All right, welcome to episode number three of the Hidden Voices podcast. Um, today I have my friend Brian here with me. Um, we're just going to jump in and get started. Um, so Brian, go ahead and tell me a little bit about yourself, um, a little bit of where you come from, family of origin, stuff of that sort. Um, I grew up in Rome, Georgia. I uh, grew up with... Uh, both parents in my household, uh, two brothers, two siblings, uh, two sisters, and um, grew up in a small town, Rome, Georgia. Just a little bit. Uh, grew up like we were very family oriented. Always did everything together. Mm-hmm. Traveled together. It was um, every time we ate, we ate together. Through hard times, we did. We went out together, even if we didn't have anything, everything was very family oriented mm-hmm. through good and bad. So it was just, they always taught us family, family things. Yeah. Okay. Um, so just based on previous conversations um, that we've had, we've talked a lot about your family. Mm-hmm. Um, can you tell me what has your family instilled in you about being black um and how does that impact the way that you present yourself now uh one thing they always told me that being black is you're always gonna have to do 10 times better or more than another race or somebody else Mm -hmm. so no matter what you do in life you're always gonna have to do 10 times better just to get that attention, just to get that, 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 oh, he's more than just what this, more than, more than just this little stereotypical things that's put out about black people. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, they always told us, be more than just, you know, an athlete or just be yourself. Yeah. Yeah. They always, always told us that. Yeah. Was that something that, like, were you, was it something that you found, like, pride in? Was it, like, encouraged that, like, being black was a good thing? Always. Yeah. Yeah. My grandparents told me that. Dad, mom always told me that, ever since we were younger. Because, like I said once before, um, as a young kid, we played football for, like, a predominantly white team mm-hmm. so it's like you're looking around it's like <laughs> they got all these nice stuff then you come from the place you come from it's like alright I gotta be I gotta stand out more than hmm. just to just to look good okay right you know what I'm saying yeah. it's like I have to do more than them I have to be better than them just to get to place that I want, in life that I want to be mm-hmm. so it's like I that always, sounds like a lot of pressure yeah it's always going to be pressure on the black men mm-hmm. so black men and women mm-hmm. so it's like <clears throat> always going to do 10 times more okay um were conversations it kind of sounds like it but were conversations about race a part of your upbringing like was that something that your family talked about a lot or was it just kind of like assumed no it was always talked about um, like I said, growing up around a predominantly white uh, team like that, 
And then going to the high school I went to, it was always like a, you already knew what you were getting yourself into because it was a predominantly white school once again. Mm-hmm. And it was like, you see things, you heard things, you went through things, you've been called things that you don't want to be called. Yeah. And you you had this conversation with your parents, it's like, okay, now you're stepping up in in that world where you're going to hear these these mean things being called out to you. Mm-hmm. And you got to watch the way you react. Even though you, you want to react in a certain way just because you're being, you're being put out to be this type of person or uh-huh. you're being called this type of person. Like mean things, you got to be better than that. You got to be... You got to be more sophisticated and, you know, prove that you're not that type of person. Right. Even though it's going to be hard. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, I mean, yeah, it was hard. I mean, growing up in, especially that, in that area that we grew up in, because Rome is, it can be, it can be challenging because mm-hmm. of, you know, you being black in that area and people going to look at you weird. They're going to say whatever they want. Right. Okay. Um, My next question is, how did the events surrounding race, specifically in 2020, um, like George Floyd's murder and stuff of that sort, um, how did that affect you? Mm -hmm. I mean, it opened your eyes, but it kind of already, like I said, coming to Rome, you already... It's it's always been going on, so it's like, I mean, I was still surprised about it, right? Because it was like, you know, it's like, dude being recorded, and yeah. It's still going on, like he still don't care. But it's like during that time period, it's like you seen people that you were so called friends that were white coming in, stepping into that situation and being like, oh, he deserved it. It was like, whoa. <laughs> right. I mean, we went to school together. You was acting like my friend. And now it's like, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> but, I mean, it kind of made you look at things differently. Make you take a step back to be like, all right, I got to really watch my surroundings and really pay attention to certain things, details of, Mm-hmm. How people react and how people go about themselves. Mm-hmm. So it's like make you make it. It really make a black person look at life more different. Right, mm-hmm. and you said that was like already happening. Yeah. Can you expand on that? Um, I remember this uh, one event. It was like it was during that time period where Trump Trump had already been elected. Mm-hmm. So, so during those during that time period, uh, you seen friends coming out and acting differently. In Rome, Georgia, we had a a KKK uh, event downtown. So it's like, whoa, okay, y'all acting way differently, right? Than in, in this time period right now. Then usually it would usually. You know what I'm saying? Be, and but I mean, during that, during that, during those events, I mean, I seen friends that were like 
in love with you in high school, then it turns out when they certain things or events happen, it's like, wow, like you you was thinking differently the whole time, but in my face you was like, right, you're my best friend, like yeah, <laughs> but I mean. Nowadays, I kind of expect it. So it's like, I don't know. It's just, it's crazy, to be honest with you. Yeah. That's so hard. I'm sorry. Um, kind of shifting gears a little bit. I know that you play basketball and that you're on the team here at TFC. Um, I've heard basketball talked about as being like a black man's sport. Um, have you heard that before and how has race impacted your athletic career playing basketball? Yeah, I heard it before. Um, has it, uh, impacted my, my career? Um, I mean, you always like being black, you all and being athletic, like I said, you're going to have to do 10 times more. So you're always going to just be put out just to be more, just an athlete. Hmm. But being black, you're going to have to prove, also prove that you're more than just an athlete. I mean, yes, we love sports. Like, yeah. I mean, because, I mean, coming where we from, come from, poverty, some people come from poverty, like like I did. Um, yes, sports is, some people, to some people, sports is a way, on the way out. Even, like, people, it's like, stress reliever some people is like getting away from certain things from home so they might go out to the court football field or baseball whatever they may play and just to get away from things that events that was happening back at home or just to get out and get that stress reliever you know but I mean being black you also gotta just prove that you're more than just an athlete Cause I mean, I mean that we back at home we always say like, once you're done with high school, the coach is not gonna care about you no more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's and it's a real, it's real, like yeah, they care about you when you score a touchdown, you play, <laughs> putting the ball through, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like you run track, they see your athletic ability, but after high school, you don't hear from the coaches no more. So that proves to you that oh you just look, you just looked at as an athlete, right? But I mean, I mean we have to realize like sports ain't the only thing out there, the only outlet. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So yes, if you go farther <laughs> in sports, that's a plus, mm-hmm. and and that's your that's your job throughout your lifetime. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. But if you can find something another outlet other than sports, then you're proving there. You're already proving it wrong. Yeah. Um, I guess I don't really know how to ask this question, but do you think it's weird? Um, like, is it weird for you going to, like, a predominantly white school like TFC mm-hmm. and then being on the basketball team that is predominantly black? Like, is it, like... I've just thought about, like, the stark contrast of that, of, like, being on the team and, like, having that athletic, like, arena be full of black people, but then, like, going to school and having it be, like, really different. Is that weird for you? Or is it, like, obvious? 
a little bit of. I mean, I'm kind of used to it. Right. But also, it's kind of obvious because the area we are, we're in. Mm-hmm. Because I'm kind of, I'm also used to it because, like I said, I grew up in, I grew up, yeah. grew up around it. So it's like I got the best. So it was always like the yeah. really stark difference. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I got the both of black and white. So yeah. it's like, so I kind of, it's kind of, I kind of got used to it. So it's nothing really new. Yeah. But I mean. It's kind of it's kind of obvious. Yeah. Just because of when I went to model high school, it's like predominantly white. Mm-hmm. You had a little bit of white, black, but you still we could we knew like okay, yeah, <laughs> that we had a predominantly white school, so it's like right. But okay. here it is. It's kind of obvious. Okay, that leads into my next question, um, just about your experience at TFC specifically. Um, so, like, we both know that this is, like, a predominantly white space, um, and, like, specifically in chapel and, like, in various events um, on campus, like, we've talked about, like, there's been a lot of emphasis on, like, embracing our stories and weaving our stories, um, and, like, we've talked a lot about, like, what it looks like to belong. Um, so, I guess my question is, like, what has your experience been with that um, like specifically at TFC. Mm. I mean, I kind of get used to it. Mm. So it's like, I mean, yeah, you might every now and then, you might get a, a weird look or a person walk past, you might hurry and put it, their head down. It's like, yeah, yeah you want to be, you want to know everybody. I would do, of course. I mean, I kind of get that. It's, um, been been on the basketball team. We all bunted together because we're all black, really. I mean, yeah. So I mean, really, uh, I kind of get the best of both worlds on on campus. It's, you got your group that actually try to get to know you, that wants to get to know you. Mm-hmm. Then you also have your group that is just, you know, they walk past you, don't even really care about getting to know you. Yeah. But they might in their head they might have a they might want to get to know you, but they just might not know how to get you know. Right. How to come about it. Mm-hmm. So it's like I mean I sound I think it's something about that T F C has to implement mm-hmm. in some type of way because I mean you could tell that majority of people never been around black people. Right. <laughs> I mean but I mean other than that, I mean, I had a so far, I had a good experience. Yeah. But, I mean, like I said, you also going to have experiences where it's like, you can tell they might not feel as comfortable around a black person as they would. Right. <clears throat> a white person or somewhere they yeah. don't raise. Yeah. Do you have, like, a specific story that you can think of? Like, it doesn't have to even be from TFC, mm-hmm. but just, like, a story. Like, I know we've talked about it before, just, like... Um, I don't know, feeling, like, discriminated against or, like, microaggressions or little things. Like, I know that that's something that, like, I've learned a lot from you just talking, like, about how to, like, react to people and how to, like, um, deal with, like, the pain that comes along with that. Mm-hmm. Like, do you have a specific story? Mm-hmm. Specific story. Um, back in high school, I mean... 
also, uh, I mean, being in high school, being predominantly white school, being on the football team, you also, and I'm also small, so it's like, <laughs> so they're going to look at you, okay, you're black and you're small, so they might try you every now and then, mm-hmm. even when I came from in the middle school, it was like, it was like a culture shock, and it was just like, mm-hmm. okay, coming from a predominantly black elementary school, uh, and going to the middle school, then going to the high school, it's like, it's still, even though going to the high school, it still took time to get used to everything. Mm-hmm. So, like, coming in middle school is like, all right, I'm not used to this. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, one story, I mean, I guess the the big guy, he was, he was a big dude. He was probably the biggest dude in in middle school at that time. So, mm-hmm. he was picking on another dude. I was like, all right, chill. All right. Like, leave him alone. You know what I'm saying? He had enough of it. Yeah. So, um... Went to the locker room. I had he had he was having a whole different conversation with somebody, mm-hmm. and you just overheard him. He was like, he was talking about a specific football team at that time because we were like playing like in like little league football at that time. Mm-hmm. So he was talking about a specific football team. He was like, "As football team is nothing but a bunch of n words." I was just like, "Whoa." Mm. It kind of shocked me because I'm just like, I knew better. Like, come from all black school, like you're not supposed to say that. Like, my right. parents always told me you're not supposed to say that. Right. I'm not even supposed to say. It. <laughs> they yeah. didn't even like me saying it, so I know yeah. better than let you say it. So mm-hmm. it's like, I'm kind of looking at him weird. I'm like, whoa, what'd you just say? Yeah. And he said it again. And I was like, wow. That's kind of where I'm like, okay, I'm in a different area different type of atmosphere right now so yeah that's why I knew where I my my whole mindset had to change where it's like okay you gotta have thick thick skin right now yeah (laughs) yeah so uh, was that something that you like have confronted in your life or like something that you stay more quiet about like what do you feel like your role is in like educating others um I think you have to confront it Mm-hmm. Cause if you don't, then they might have they might have a they might feel like it's okay to do that. Right. If you let them know, you cut it off right then and there, and let them know like, hey, it makes me feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not okay with that. Right. Then you won't. You know what I'm saying? It'll, they'll be like, okay. And you also, if you explain to them, go about it. Then, cause you, cause you also gotta realize like. That's in. They have learned that they they've heard it before, mm-hmm. come from parents, grandparents. Right. So it's like, so it's, it's like not yeah, yeah. So I mean, I've heard my best friend say it, but it slipped out. Yeah. So it's like I had to let him know, like, yo, that's not okay. Yeah. I know it. You don't mean it like that, but you've heard it from either your grandparents or your parents. Yeah. And, and we talked about that. We had a. A long conversation about it like he apologized and ever since then i've never he's never said it again and we just moved past it so i think educating people and letting them know why that's wrong and it makes you feel uncomfortable that they right. shouldn't say it but i mean also you're gonna also have your people that that don't want to understand it right 
So those are the type of people that you, you know, you kind of got to have thick skin around. Right. Because of certain situations. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, what are your hopes for the future in terms of race and reconciliation? Um, like, what do you hope maybe is different in, like, 10 to 15 years or different for your children than it was for you growing up? Um, yeah, what's your vision for that? Mm-hmm. Just hope that we, at some point, that the, the black people will feel welcome around anywhere they go. Mm-hmm. That they don't have to walk into a white school or or Walmart, just anywhere. Yeah. And just look that funny. Mm. Talk to like they're not or like they're not equal to. Right. Or being shamed or being like at some point I guess that um that we won't have to be ashamed of being black I guess mm-hmm. yeah cause some I mean there's kids out there that that feel, they don't feel comfortable in their skin and um at some point you just have to we have to teach our those kids or the kids that don't feel comfortable, that don't feel okay going out, mm-hmm. we have to let teach them like it's it's okay to be black, it's okay to wear your hair like this, it's okay to dress like this. Yeah. It's okay to be smart and black. Yeah. It's it's okay, but um, hopefully, uh, ten fifteen years now, that um, we won't have to be ashamed of being black. But yeah. we won't be ashamed to be black. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Okay, what is your favorite thing about being black? Favorite thing about being black? Our entire culture. <laughs> <laughs> everything. Yeah. Like, I love everything about being black. Just our family, how we go about our family. Mm-hmm. How how we greet each other. <laughs> like, this is small things like going to family cookouts, going to what do you family mean? How reunions. How we greet each other? We always greet each other with like, like excitement. Like we always excited to see that person, or yeah. if that person doing good, we always excited to see someone do good. And I mean, I know there's stereotypes up there that it's this and that, no, but it's really not. It's like. When I see my friends on campus, it's like it's always fun. It's always yeah. cracking jokes. We all get together after basketball practice. It's just it's always just being fun. Yeah, smiling, cracking jokes, playing games. I just love being black. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. Okay, I think that's all I have for today. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for your time Thanks and for, for your willingness to share. Um, yeah, I've definitely learned a lot from you. So, thank you. Thank you.